The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, during these seemingly dark days, Pastor Jack Graham calls Christians to stand strong against our true enemy, knowing that we have powerful help from heaven. Look, we're not in this battle alone. Sometimes I know it feels like we're alone. Sometimes it feels like we're a minority, but we are not a minority. We've got God Almighty and His mighty angels to work with us. This is spiritual warfare ultimately, and the angels are engaged in spiritual warfare in battles unseen. Robinson, Betty and I welcome you to life today. And what we have done is I've been talking to Pastor Jack Graham. You like this pastor that's been here from Prestonwood Church? Jack, we just, we just literally just went through two programs together. <laughs> and I'm trying to let our audience know that we're continuing because I felt like both of us had something to say of value to the nation and to the church. Would mm -hmm. you agree it's with It's time that? to speak. And do you think that the things we said could be really not only inspirational, but perhaps motivational? I pray so. Not, not only to, to, to just the nation, but to pastors and churches and church leaders. This is a time for us to wake up and to stand up as never before. Well, you have written the book, Angels. I've written the book, The Stream, where I've just tried to download my heart and I thought the heart of God. And I think at a very important time, you wrote this book, Angels, which we're going to make available. It's in the bookstores. You can get it online, but we'll actually give it to you along with the stream if you'll just help us give a cup of water. So, so Jack, in a, in a time when we need comfort, I really believe the angels will stand with us. You know, in some of those battle scenes in the Old Testament, they could see this host of angelic yeah. beings and, and the fear just left. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's like when, when, when Elisha uh, and his servant, <laughs> they were about to be taken under by uh, an, an army, an, uh, a, a terrible army, a fierce army against them. Uh, they were far outnumbered. They were way outnumbered. <laughs> Elisha said, open his eyes, let him see. And he opened his eyes and this angelic force was all around him. And so, look, we're not in this battle alone. Sometimes I know it feels like we're alone. Sometimes it feels like we're a minority, but we are not a minority. We've got God Almighty and his mighty angels to work with us. Yeah, God in one. And spiritual uh, is, warfare. Is yeah, this is spiritual warfare yes, ultimately. Is. And the angels are engaged in spiritual warfare in battles unseen. Do you think, Betty, what Jack and I shared, which we're going to continue we were going at it. How important to our viewers to hear not only what two men said, I think with a broken heart, but did, did you hear what you thought was actually God's heart as we were Absolutely. talking? Absolutely. And I think in the state that our world is in today, as Christians, it's our responsibility to be informed about what's going mm -hmm. on. We've kept our head in the sand too long, mm -hmm. saying that's not what we do. That's not what we do. If you live every day, you live and be affected about what's going on in this world. You can't get away from it. And as Christians, we need to take the principles that we say we stand on and we believe, and we need to act on them. Mm -hmm. we've, we've let everything else come over us, and we've been, we've been like, it, like 
it doesn't really matter. It's not going to affect us. We're going to see Jesus someday. Well, we have a responsibility also to be an example of Jesus and to be a witness for him. And God has some children out there that he loves, that he wants to come to know him. And that's our responsibility as Christians is to reach out and love them and bring them into the fold of Amen. the Lord Jesus. Well, you know what you were referring to, Betty, by the Christians, by us not being that salt that preserves mm -hmm. the precious. Jesus said, if it doesn't, have its effect, its intended effect, its designed, destined, commissioned effect to preserve and protect the precious, enhance all of life. It's good for nothing. Now think about this, good for nothing to be cast aside and trampled under the feet of men. That means the precious, marriage, family, morality, freedom, it's being trampled under the feet of men who do not care about the things of God. That's what we were talking about, and we're going to continue. So we're just going to catch up where we heard us a little earlier in the week. Now we continue with Jack Graham. Here's one of the problems with the church and Christians. We have gotten used to the darkness. Yeah. It's when you go in one of these restaurants you go into now, and you know, you can't see, and, but finally your eyes adjust, uh, and, and, and you, you can actually read the menu. You, you, your eyes adjust to the darkness. And in many ways, Christians have have adjusted to the darkness around us. And we're, we're compromised at many levels. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and when we're compromised, we're not courageous, Betty. We're not bold because we, we have uh, we've sold out. Mm -hmm. And so it's time for the, for the church. And, and to me, it's got to start with pastors and church leaders who, who are willing to, to take that stand, to boldly stand in front of their people with truth and grace. I mean, Jesus came with truth and grace and, 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 and we're, not gonna, we're, we're not gonna be just shaking our fist at people, but we're gonna opening our hearts and opening our hands because when you talked about, I mean, the world's our mission field. Sure, the people right. that are confused, we the, don't make fun of them, we wanna help they, them. They are broken and, and look, the world doesn't like care ours. about them. The world is just using people. I mean, Absolutely. this whole thing about transgender bathrooms. I think the realm bathrooms. of darkness is using them. I yeah, believe yeah. deception mm -hmm. is prevailing. This and, whole and thing about transgender bathrooms, for example, that's not the, even the issue. The pe but someone is, and, and we know who that someone is. How many men in Dallas, you, we're cowboy fans, we used to have a team we could really cheer for, so now we pray for them. <laughs> I'm still hanging but, in there. But, you know, but most of the nation still likes the cowboy cheerleaders. What do you think about a whole bunch of men walking in the cowboy cheerleaders locker room singing, I feel like a woman? Well, you know, it, <laughs> well, you it, it, it's not an like issue, and, and yet some want to make it, uh, the current presidential Obama administration, they want to make that a discrimination issue. It's not a discrimination issue. It's a decency issue. Yes, and what has happened has to common decency. And uh, look, I mean, we, we have to protect our children. And you know, if you're a parent right now, you, as this darkness and these deceptions continue to grow and, and you're going to have to decide, am I going to teach my children at home or are we going to put them in Christian schools? If that's not an option, you need to go to the principal of your child's school right now, right now, and say, what are your intentions about the safety and the security yes. of my children? Mm -hmm. We've got to put people on notice mm -hmm. that we're not going to stand for it. We're not going to allow the devil to have our kids. We're not going to allow Satan to have our grandkids. R democracy is majority rule. But when the majority is unprincipled, anti-principled, insanity rules, mobocracy mob prevails. We've got mobocracy right now that is a very small minority that is controlling the total majority without even having a vote.
Mm. We are literally being commanded to obey what looks like, honestly, rules that make Pharaoh look like some kind of a, a saint, a patron saint. That's how defiled it is what we're being commanded to do. What we're trying to do right now is to say to pastors and church leaders, you know, let's go. Let's don't give up. Mm -hmm. let, let's go like we've never gone before. It's, again, I mean, when, it, it, when you got two strikes in the bottom of the knife with two out, you don't have time to fool around. But you can still win the game. Absolutely. And here's the thing you need to understand. We're not saying there's a party that's got it right. I'm saying there's some that in their platforms have got it in blood written, it's dead wrong. I'm saying other parties have some ideas that may be pretty good, none of them have it all together. And Jack, I don't believe a party or a candidate or a voter is gonna have it together until they come to understand basic principles. Those principles, in my opinion, with deep conviction, will be in harmony with biblical truth and biblical morality and the Judeo-Christian ethic and Amen. principle upon which this nation was established. Sure. And there's never been a civilization stand secure and solid without being shaken that was not built upon those foundational yeah, if, principles. If the foundations be destroyed, what will the righteous do? That's the it's being destroyed, and I'm saying we can restore it. If, if Nehemiah could rebuild the wall in just over 50 days, I think we could at least miss the iceberg, turn this titanic ship of state towards safe harbor. Do you agree that's possible? Uh, it, it, it could happen quicker than that. I it, mean, could. It, it It could happen today. And, and at times, maybe we're in the place where we are desperate enough. The old preacher Vance Havner used to say, the problem is that the world's desperate and we're not. Mm. We better get there. We better cry out to God. Last year, I had the privilege of chairing the uh, National Day of Prayer in Washington. We had a great experience. Shirley and James Dobson are such a big part of that, and we love them. Uh, but the theme was cry out to God. So often in the Old Testament, you, you see the, the appeal, cry out to God, cry out to God. And so when, when the tears flow, I mean, I saw you earlier when you were talking about people's needs. The tears started to flow, and that was natural. Uh, that, that was real, and I saw it. And we've got to have, it's time for tears. It's time yes, for it brokenness. Yes, it it's time for God's people to get on our faces and, and to pray. Because, again, we have everything we need to, for the victory. The victory is ours. We need to claim it and live it in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask, I'm going to look at our television audience, Pastor, and I want to say something, then I want, I want you to confirm that if the, if the thought, because this came to me when I'm praying, when we have no perfect candidates. I mean, it's obvious. So what do we do as, as representatives of the truth? I believe that in my prayer time, I, I really believe the Lord impressed upon my heart. I use imperfect people to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. Now, would you agree with that? That is that is brilliant. It's pretty it's airtight, isn't it? Because there are imperfect yeah. people sitting here yeah. looking for perfect will. But let me add something to it. Now, please, please check in here with me. In order for the perfect will of God to be accomplished through an imperfect individual, that individual, even if it's Pharaoh or Nebuchadnezzar, that individual, that person, representative, candidate, president, that imperfect person must hear and heed the perfect will of God. Correct? Correct. A very incorrect person can do that. Is it not the role of the church to give the counsel of Joseph, of Samuel, Daniel, of Daniel, yeah. to four different kings, none of them godly, yeah. and he never wavered, and every time they heeded, and, the people were blessed. And he endured from a young man to great old age, all being the way. faithful and he And he never courageous. saw the fullness of the freedom he longed for. Correct. But he blessed the people. 
and Isaiah and Jeremiah and the minor prophets, they spoke the truth. And that I see as the role of the church today. Every pastor, every priest, every Christian witness, that's what we're supposed to do. Is that something that you can say, I affirm as a pastor? My heart beats for that very, 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 I mean, that's what we long to see, James. That's what I believe thousands and thousands of pastors want to see. And, And while, you know, while there's certainly problems in the church, I know that God wants to raise up his church in this generation. And I'm seeing great churches being raised up, both small and large. You don't have to be a big church to make a big impact for the kingdom of God. God delights to use all of us when we come to him. Betty is a mother, a homemaker, an incredibly, indescribably wonderful wife, grandmother now, great-grandmother. And you listen to this, and what, what do you want people to hear? Well, we've sat here and we've listened to two men that have been called by God to minister for years. And many of us are the ones that sit out and listen to them and we learn from them. But as we're listening, we need to also hear God say to us, I want you, the individual, this person, me, to fall on our face before God and begin to weep. Just as you said, Brother Jack, we need to be weeping. Our hearts need to be broken of this state that our world is in right now. We, our hearts need to be so crushed and, and wanting to fall on our knees first and say, God, anything unclean in me, Take it out, clean it out. And then God, after you've cleaned my heart out, God, fill it with your love, with your peace, with your joy, with courage to stand on the principles that you've put in our lives and you've taught us through your word. Help us to be strong. Help us to be bold. Mm -hmm. Help us to be, this is the time that we need to stand up and be strong. And after we've gotten up from our knees, time with the Lord, we need to march together. Mm. As, a, as a church, as a body, to say this is what is right and this is what is good. And I want to say, Betty, to you and to all the women, in so many ways, with no exaggeration, you are the wind beneath our wings. And I don't just mean the lifting men. I mean everybody because you are sensitive. You're sensitive to real need. You're sensitive to real and meaningful solutions and you long for them. And in so many ways, you are such a beautiful portrayal of the very personality and character of the Holy Spirit in ways that we men have to so often learn from you. So let's really pray. Jack, I'm believing God. I'm believing God for the next great awakening. And I would say there's no one, I don't care if anybody says they're going to make America great. There's nobody going to make America great unless we the people come together mm. under the shelter and shadow of the Almighty Then we together. And humble and we ourselves. Can, yeah, humble ourselves. And we can use good inspirational, motivational leadership but it's going to take people coming together and submitting to God. But I believe America can be great again. And I believe we can see the greatest spiritual awakening in human history because I think Jesus is coming for a church that's adorned in his glory. We're going to look like him. And I'm telling you, I believe it's coming. I want to say this to you, Jack. You know, we are encouraging prayer. Uh, we really praise God for great leaders. Tony Evans is one of the greatest leaders in, in our Love area, Tony. in the nation. Wonderful friend. Sammy Rodriguez is a yep. great friend. Powerful I've been preacher. just encouraging them. Yep. But they've actually, along with some other pastors like yourself and others, have called a prayer meeting called The Gathering for the uh-huh. 21st of September. It'll be at uh, Gateway Church. Go online there. We'll show you the website there. We want everybody, we, we would love that building to be filled with pastors. And then we'll be having, you know, little home group settings and be other 
areas and venues where they can tune in and be a part of that. But we need to pray for a spiritual awakening. Don't you, in the truest sense of the word, be that's the only hope we've got. It is. And the good news is these prayer gatherings are, are cropping up everywhere, small and large. I mean, America will be great again when we're humble again. That's right. When we're repentant again. Right. Yes. When, when we seek God again. That's when we'll be great again. Jack, thank you. Would you say thanks to Jack Graham for being here with us? Let, let me just say to uh, every one of you watching right now, Jack Graham has got a tremendous book. It's in the bookstores. It's called Angels. The last question, why does it matter? Big, this is a fantastic book. Get it, get it for your friends. The stream is in the bookstores. This is five years of praying. And I think delivering the heart of a shepherd, I think really the heart of not just a father, but I think in many ways the father for you to know how do we navigate in these days? Why do things matter? How do we address them? And what would correction look like? The chapters are one and a half to three and a half pages long. And I deal with every area of concern that, that you are confronted with or that you care about or should care about. And, and we'll be glad to send it to you. Jack, here's what we're doing right now. We're drilling water wells. We've drilled over 5,000. Right now, we're in the process of drilling 500 more wells, and we've got to add a drilling rig at $380,000. This is big. I want you to look and listen. I want you to listen to someone who understands loss. Tammy Trent lost her husband. She knows what that feels like, and now she's with people that are losing their children, and all they need, think about this now, listen, all they need is a fresh cup of clean water. Watch closely. This is absolutely um, horrible um, to think that this is his only source of water. Um, I watch child after child come in this little pool of water and dip their precious little cup and drink this water. It's horrific. My heart aches to know that they struggle every single day to survive, but they have nothing else that they can do. This is it. This is their only source of water. So if they don't even dip in to take a drink of this, they won't survive. This water brings death but we are on a mission to bring life and not just a quick fix, but something that will change this community for generations to come. We can change this for them. We could come in here with a drill. We could drill them a water well. Won't you partner with Life Outreach today? Together, I believe that we can make a huge impact into this community. Together, we can make the difference. Tammy, God bless you, sweetheart. You've been such a missionary. And I'll never look at you that don't know how painful it was in water to lose your husband to water by drowning and to watch how you've gone all over the world to put the arms of God's love around people who have lost their loved ones. I want to thank you, Tammy. And I, I saw that child with that dirty water and the little face down. And Betty, I know that has to move you when you know how easily we can get water here, and you know we've got clean water, and yet people oftentimes buy bottled water, try to take it another step. 
whether it's the taste or whatever, I, I don't know, but if we've got access to it, they don't. That's right. And we can give them As the access. As I watched that little girl drink that dirty water, I just had kind of a sinking feeling in my, in my stomach and in my heart. I thought, no, honey, please, it's gonna, it's gonna kill you. But what do they do? That's all the water they've got. They have to drink it just to survive a little while. But we, we don't have to watch that happen. We can do something about it. We can get the water wells, the clean water that, that those parents, those mothers would so desire for their children. They'd rather give them the clean water than them have to go to that dirty, infected source. Let's join together. We can do that. We've done it before. We can do it again. Well, Betty, we've drilled 5,000 wells because of people you just talked to. Now, some of you have helped us. You've helped over the years. You've helped us drill many, perhaps. Some of you actually tell me that one of the great highlights of your year is that you pray and you've been able to give a well every year. Some of you say, James, we give a well every time you ask. And Betty and I prayed back when they were $3,600. We said, God, would you let us be able to drill a well every time there's the need? We didn't realize that it was going to be so great that we'd be drilling wells a second time or a third time. But Betty and I have always been able to see that prayer answered. Why? Because it was deep in our heart. Because we were praying as though it was our own child, our own family, knowing how important it is. So I know you care. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand. Not everybody, most people can't drill a well. They don't have $4,800. But if you do, I believe you're going to do it. I believe your heart's going to leap to do it. And you're going to say, God, thank you. I can do this. Let me do even more. I believe you feel that way. If you can give a part of a well and pray for others to join you, 1,200 and say, Lord, raise up three more. can do 1,200. We got a well. 2,400, Lord, let somebody match this. We got a well. Most comes, however, from $48 gifts, $144 gifts. You say, why do you mention that number? Well, $144, 30 people water the rest of their life. That's how it breaks out. $48, 10 people. There's a level at which you can join. In other words, there's something you can do. You say, maybe I could just give even less. How about just a cup of water? How significant is that? Whatever God's impressing you to do, do it, please, right now. If you want to help us, please keep this in mind. We're drilling 500 wells in almost 20 different countries. But we have one other huge prayer need, and we need a miracle, and I believe we'll have it. We've got to have another drilling rig. That's what the missionaries tell us. $380,000. Could you give part of that? Could you be one of 380? Say, I'll give 1,000. Could you be one of them? Could you give 10,000? I don't know what you can do, but ask God, Father, show each person. This is in my heart. It's on your heart. I'll do it. Lord, give them that attitude. Would you right now just simply heed what God's put in your heart? If you'll go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, use it like a check, just like if you were shopping, and please dial the phone number if you need prayer or if you say, I am going to send a gift, I want to give it on my bank card or I'm mailing it, make the check to life, but tell us you're sending it. We have to know. We have to know we can order the drilling rig. We can pay for it. It'll be delivered. We'll be able to tell the missionaries, drill the wells. Would you do that? We have some gifts to send you. We will gladly send you in addition to the book stream and the other gifts if you help us at any gift and you want Dr. Jack Graham's book on angels, ask for it. We'll send it to you just to say thank you and bless you, and it will. Thank you for giving. Thank you for blessing others. Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. 
drink polluted water filled with deadly disease, or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 and $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, to be able to give a cup of water in Jesus' name because people like you gave this well where the children are coming to get water, but these children have got clean water because someone like you provided a well and we need to drill them all over the world. We've targeted some areas now. If you will go to the telephone and simply dial the number, it's a lifeline. Make the very best gift you can today, please. If you could give a well, give a well. But whatever you can do, it'll go together with other gifts and enable us to drill another well like this. I know that in your heart, uh, be determined, by the way, if you've got a busy, don't let that keep you from giving. I'm going to give water in Jesus' name. We're going to share water for life and tell them about the water of life. We're sending you the cups that you're going to love, the mugs, the uh, Promises of God mugs. The book, The Stream, I believe, gives understanding of the times. And it was really not only from my heart to you, the church, and to the nation and lovers of freedom. I think it was from the heart of God. And I know it was from the heart of Betty because she prayed me through all of it. Angels, I think, is a gift from God in a day when we need comfort. One of the things I've told Joel Osteen, and he began to rise right after 9-11, and a lot of people were beating him up, saying, you don't do enough. But you see, I love him. I love him like family. I said, Joel, right now our nation is hurting and they need hope. And I think you probably give people as much hope as anybody, but don't you be distracted. But always be ready to be willing to hear and go beyond any boundary you've heard at one point in your life. And he's always so loving and kind, but I really believe he was like an angelic voice and us is for so many, Jack, right now giving them hope. You agree with that? People but, desperately need hope. And angels do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they yeah. are an incredible source of comfort in announcing good news. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We'll send you the book. You, you just say, Could, would you send it to me if I just help give a cup of water? You got it. We will. And it is in the bookstores. Tell your friends about it. Let's say thanks to Pastor Jack Grant. Jack, thank My you. pleasure. Thanks for praying for me. Thanks, and I know we stand together against the forces that are there trying to destroy freedom. Thank you for watching. Thanks for supporting and praying for us. Let's pray for our great awakening together.
from the blockbuster film War Room, award-winning actress Karen Abercrombie shares her answered prayers next week on Life Today. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.